You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome again to the Pride of Detroit PODcast. Again is your operative word here. Even if you're a first-timer, you've always been with us. You just didn't know it yet. This is the Pride of Detroit PODcast. PrideofDetroit.com. Pride of Detroit on Twitter. Pride of Detroit on Facebook. You know where to find us. The POD stands for Pride of Detroit, hence the name. Very simple to understand, but probably not the best for our SEO optimizations. I just the O and SEO is also for optimization. So I literally just did the same thing, just repeating things over and over. That's what I do because I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host at Chris Perfett, P E R F E T T on Twitter. Adequate is code for making a lot of mistakes, but you know, this is the raw, unfiltered thing. This is this is that production out there for your ears, pirate radio for your Detroit Lions. Pirate Lions, Jeremy Jeremy Reisman, fearless leader at Detroit on Lion on Twitter. What are your t- what's your take on the idea of making a lion into a pirate? I'm for it. You think you don't think that's too much power in in their paws? Listen, they're already king of the jungle. Why not make them king of the seas as well? <sighs> Nothing is safe. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is safe. You're glad we don't have any sharks in the NFL. Uh. Ryan's not here. Instead, we have Hamza Bakush once again back with us. Did I say your name right this time, Hamza? Yep. All right, Hamza back on Twitter, so I can now say it again, at Hamza P-O-D. He's with us as always. Hamza, one of our great, great members of Pride of Detroit. How have you been doing? I'm living my best life. How about you, Chris? I'm living a life. I don't know about being the best, but you know. It's what it's what you do. It's what you do. Hey, you win uh, some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. You know, sometimes you, you feel good about the Pistons. Sometimes you're dreading the Tigers' season upcoming. Other times you're looking around the league and thinking, "Wow, why couldn't we've made that trade for for uh, Antonio Brown?" Which is exactly where we are starting right now on Antonio Brown. We have a game coming up. Free. This is our free agency preview podcast. We have a game coming up. I've asked Jeremy and Hamza to start divvying up the, the Lions salary cap, the cap space that we have available, and then spending it accordingly. But we'll get to that next segment. I want to talk about the news. Got to do the news. And the news is Antonio Brown going to the Raiders. Probably. Uh, Probably going to the Raiders <laughs> at this point. This has not been a good, great start for the insiders right now. Um, first, we thought Antonio Brown was going to the Bills. That turned out to be that turned out to be a lie. Um, let's see what else. Nevin Lawson is either on the Lions or not on the Lions. Nobody seems to know. And then Ian Rappaport yeah, also on the Lions or not on the Lions. Yeah, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's cornerback. I like it. Uh, meanwhile, you know, if Ian Rappaport is to be, be believed, we, I like Ian, but he's tweeting from bed, covered up in a very nice looking blanket saying AB to the Raiders news out today that Raiders are probably sending, uh, Steelers what third, is and a fifth. Thir- third and a fifth and the Steelers still have to eat about, was it, uh, 12 million, I think 21 million. Yeah, yeah. 20. So I got it backwards because. It's $21 million in dead cap, but Antonio Brown's also getting a $12 million, uh raise, apparently, in, uh, in soon-to-not-be-Oakland. Yeah, Does anyone know where uh, the Raiders are playing, by the way? I'm pretty sure they're doing Oakland one more year. Okay. And finally in Vegas. But, I mean, this is, this is a huge move. It's a crazy move. And uh, 
I think someone on Twitter made sure to point out like trades can't happen yet. So understand this is at least at the point in which we're recording this, which is Sunday night. Uh, it's a, it's a trade in agreed to in principle. So things could potentially even move between now and, and Wednesday when the new league starts. But um, yeah, I, I even put the question out there today to lions fans. Like, okay, now that we know the specifics, we know it would have cost the lines a third and a fifth and you know the richest wide receiver contract in in football would you do it and it's kind of been a split reaction um i'm i'm a little bit torn because i i was on record as saying is i would have done it for the lions first overall pick but now oh, that a God. lot of things have developed and i see the contract that he got i see how brown and the steelers and ben roethlisberger have all conducted themselves in the past month since I said that, uh, I kind of changed my mind. (laughs) You know me, I'm all about fun things, spending money, salary cap is the lie, get the fun players. The only thing that I have a problem with this in is that it's, why does it have to be the Raiders who are the ones doing the fun things right now? Like I was fine when it was like the Rams, but now every now it's the Raiders making all these splashes, and now I have to hope the Raiders are semi decent because if they're not, the scolds are the scolds about pinching money and not ever spending money on anyone's fun are going to come out, and I don't want to have to root for the Raiders. But I think you were telling me before the podcast, Jeremy, like the Raiders kind of make sense for Antonio Brown because he has some sort of connection with uh, Derek Carr. He seems to for some there was like a Pro Bowl where he seemed to really enjoy playing with him for some reason. Uh, and uh, Hamza, I yeah. mean, Hamza had the yeah. audio. You want to go into that? Yeah, Hamza. Yeah, that bad. was um, Antonio Brown tweeted um, a video of him from the Pro Bowl, and it was him with Derek Carr and one of the coaches. And Antonio was already pulled out of the game, but Derek was just going in, and he was talking to the coaches, asking them if he could go back into the game so he could play with Derek. And Antonio Brown seems to like Derek Carr a lot more than uh, the general public does. Well, I mean, Derek Carr is probably at least a, a massive personality upgrade from Ben Roethlisberger by any stretch of the I imagination. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. We'll take it. We'll take but, it for what it is there. To, yeah. to your other point, yeah. like, I mean, I get the excitement it is to be a Raiders fan right now because they are doing a bunch of crazy stuff, but uh, they also have John Gruden as their head coach and Mike. Yeah, no, I know. Manager, I know. So, you know what? I'm fine where we're at. I'm fine with where we're at. <laughs> I know. And they have a high draft pick. God help us all. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to do with the Raiders. Uh, I'm also not sure what to do with the Steelers now who seem to be getting kind of the worst of just letting everything go here. Like, I'm, I mean, they're going to be going to Juju Smith-Schuster for their probably the wide receiver one, which, I mean, I don't mind at all because, like, hey, fight on, Trojans. But, I mean, they, they kind of, everyone's looking at them today as like, you really didn't get much out of this, and you're kind of still left holding quite a bit of dead cap on this, too. I mean, no, th- there's no question they're a big loser in this trade. They, I mean, Antonio Brown had their balls in a vice, forgive the crude <laughs> language, but, like, uh, they had to trade him. Everyone knew it. Antonio Bray- Brown was kind of controlling where he, w- he w- wanted to go and, and made sure that he was getting an extension to where he went, which, you know, essentially eliminated what I hear, you know, them down to two or three teams, which means not big of a market. You're not going to get a lot of return on your investment. They, they got better offers, but they couldn't come to terms with an, a, a long-term agreement with Antonio Brown, so it fell by the wayside. So, yeah, the... the the Steelers are big losers in this, and they're probably going to lose Levy on Bell too. So, uh, it's it's kind of a shit show there in Pittsburgh, and that's not something yeah. we're used to saying about one of the most storied franchises in the NFL. And I know some people yeah. might want to yeah. point. Oh yeah, go on, Hamza. Yeah, well, yeah, that was I was going to say something else that we might want to take note of is the fact that this is something that Antonio Brown doesn't have any kind of special capabilities that no other player has. This is something that players have always been able to do, but no one's ever had the balls to do it, and. The fact that he's going out there now and doing it, that really ought to scare a lot of GMs and owners and um, even coaches because, I mean, who's stopping other people? Le'Veon and Antonio Brown have really set a precedent this, uh, this past season of how to declare their own freedom and set their will and things of that nature. 
Well, I see that as a good development for me, at least as, as a fan watching, because I would much rather side with the player than with any team at the end of the day, because the team is an impersonal thing that is always looking to screw over the player at the end of it. Uh, there's but, just no other way around it. And I would say this too, though, like for anyone saying like, this is a bad press or anything. I mean, I don't know what else to say as far as like looking at the Steelers, like their playbook was pretty much control this, control this, let people, let fans crap on AB and bell for trying to sit out or trying to, for negotiating their worth, play hardball with those guys, give them nothing in order, uh, in hopes of retaining it, screw them over the whole way. And it's backfiring in their face completely. Like no, but like, it's like, I don't know what else to say. The Steelers approach this, whatever their winning way is that the Rooney family is supposed to represent ain't working here, ain't working here. And the Steelers are in for some pain to come unless they can really restock with the draft. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I, I, I want to go back to your point about this being a good development in the NFL. And I actually, I agree with you. I do think for, it's for the player good. side. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. mean, for like, I mean, if you're a fan of a specific team and you're rooting for that specific team and you're invested in their business interest, maybe not. Yeah. But as well, that, for yeah. me, as a sports fan, as a fan of the health of the sport, this league has been far too much dominated for many years with a weak players union players having no power and getting screwed over. And we've, and you know what? I don't need, there's a great article on, um, I think I retweeted it from Hum Daily about what happens in a league when the teams have all the power, which is Major League Baseball, how basically nobody is competing. Like the, the author, whose name is uh, Tommy Craggs, great article up, but he, he wrote a great piece called How Many Major League Baseball Teams Are There? And he lays out how in baseball, because like contracts are controlled so heavily, uh, and people don't reach free agent until they're 30, which is damn near well, you know, onto your last contract in baseball at that point. Uh, a lot of teams are just not paying competitively anymore. They're not, they're not paying to build rosters to win because they don't need to. There's a lot of incentive not to just to, you know, coast it out. And that, team, that, that league doesn't even have a salary cap. So I don't want to see that happen in, in football is what I'm saying. If that right. means giving players more power and thus you have to kowtow to some of that power, to work with making a winning roster, then I'm for it. But uh, what I was going to say from a Lions fan standpoint, and I know you're probably not familiar with that since you're not a Lions fan. Uh, <laughs> this has got to be terrifying. That's right? a joke, by the way, to the new people. I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> this has got to be terrifying for Lions fans because whether it's true or not, Detroit is not really considered a, the best place for, for a free agent to land. And sure, money talks over everything else. And so the Lions can pay their way to, to getting some big, free agents and they have but if players have a little more autonomy and where they can go in in free agency and trades and all that sort of stuff you have to wonder if the lines are going to be high on that list and i, I kind of think they won't especially with kind of some rumors floating out there that the locker room wasn't that much fun this this year and 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 whether that influences players decision or not we'll see but it's a place that doesn't have a very good winning tradition it doesn't have a winning tradition and the city is not viewed well in terms of the national opinion of it. Um, I don't okay. know. Yeah, no, I, I would. I, my counterpoints to that would be two is one, you can always change the locker room. You can identify where that problem is and immediately eliminate it if you want to. It's all about if you have the Coyones for that or if that's a cost effective decision. B, uh, my only counterpoint otherwise to that is uh, Oakland's not a very <laughs> attractive destination either. But Especially, Vegas is. Me, okay, but again, like we're also talking about the history of the Raiders organization as well as of the past 20 years, too. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of to add on to what Jeremy said, I think that um, that brings up a whole new conversation. I mean, if you're setting this kind of precedent, imagine what someone like Barry Sanders or Calvin Johnson would have done if they just decided they wanted out of Detroit. And Detroit said no, but I mean, <laughs> with that, that kind of leeway, things could have played out very differently. Yeah, they you kind of have to wonder, wonder how this, this is going to change long-term contracts because, I mean, Pittsburgh put themselves in a really bad position by kind of kicking down, uh, kicking the can down the road with, with Antonio Brown's contract. You know, they restructured a couple times and, and had to deal with all this dead cap area. But you have to wonder, like, if this kind of becomes the new norm, are, are people not going to backload contracts like that? Are they going to front load them? Are they just yeah. not going to, agree to long-term deals anymore in, in worries that at some point the player might get disgruntled and want to leave. 
I mean, th- this is this is a significant development in the NFL, and maybe maybe we're all overreacting in the moment. Maybe this is just Antonio Brown, and everyone else is going to be fine. But if if he kind of sets off a chain reaction, this could really change the landscape of free agency for the rest of time for the NFL. Well, I think I think there are changes coming, but it won't come from this. It'll come from the CBA that's due sure. up here very soon enough. Yep. I think that's probably the more looming sword. And again, like. I guess my only objection to Jeremy's analysis again, like I don't think this disservices Detroit too much because I don't think this is a, Oh, if the players have more power, it will just be towards larger markets or attractive cities altogether. I don't think, I don't think that is, but I mean, that would require a much longer conversation. We're almost at the end of our time for this segment. So in a few, and I didn't even get to TJ Lang here. So can we give like three minutes to poor old TJ Lang who is now leaving Detroit? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to mix this in with the Nevin Lawson news because by by all accounts, at the time we're recording this, Nevin Lawson is on the out along with TJ Lang and, and moves that combine for what, about $13, $14 million in cap space? Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, to me, that signifies that they this team is going to be active in free agency. They might go for a big splash or two, and we'll get into you know what we might want that to be next segment, but... Um, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised about both. And, and with TJ Lang in particular, I was surprised that they didn't even approach him, uh, according to the Tro- Detroit free press about, uh, a pay cut because now the lines have two gigantic holes on their roster at right guard mm-hmm. and, and CB two with Nevin Lawson. And, and mind you, they couldn't trust Nevin Lawson or TJ Lang to fill those spots, but they were backup plans. And to me, you want to enter free agency. You want to enter the draft with a contingency plan. I think I said this. I say this every year. You need something backup because you're not going to run the table. You're not going to hit every single need and get every single guy you want in free agency in the draft. So you're going to have to take some concessions. And now the Lions are in a position where they don't. They can't afford to not hit on a, a cornerback too, and they can't afford to not hit on a right guard unless you all want to see some more of you know, backups and rotations of guys that, that we've seen in Detroit for so long. You know, it finally seemed like they were getting some sort of stability on the offensive line. And here we are again saying, no, nope, sorry, we got to go for someone else all over again. And and I don't know. I, I get why they made this move, but I'm not entirely like the thought of the $14 million in cap space doesn't excite me as much as the holes that are now left on the roster. It's a good, that's a good uh, cleanup of that news there. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to play our game, as we've been alluding to. I have here a piece of paper that says $34 million on that. We'll explain what that means when we come back and we start to play uh, our kind of weird deal or no deal, uh, price is right, Frankenstein monster game that I don't have a name for. That's going to make for an excellent acronym. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back on the Pride of Detroit PODcast, prideofdetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter. That's what we've got to do here, man. We're playing a game that has no name. That's actually a great name for it, actually. Now the game I'm with thinking. no name? The game with no name. It is the song that never ends. No, no. Oh God! Now we're gonna get some real bad reviews just for that one sentence, just, where just, people are gonna be what, singing it me, forever. For lamb chops? 
That show was brilliant. Wow. Okay. That was my childhood. <laughs> you step off. All right. So I have a piece of paper here that says 34 million. How did we arrive at 34 million? Right now, Jeremy and I were talking about this before the show. We're not quite sure what the Lions cap space is right now. Right now, it's like 3.8, 39.85 million. But Nevin Lawson, I think he adds like what, about four and a half million to that equation, Jeremy? Yeah, about. And I, yeah, it depends on where you look. Basically, the Lions, if assuming the Nevin Lawson thing is true, it's somewhere between 40 and 45 million, probably closer to 45 yeah. million in cap space. And so well, we're taking off, we're going to take off a, like a slight number of that down to 34 million because I think, Jeremy, we want to save some money for signing your free agent classes, re signing what's on your books right now. Maybe some people get uh, a little higher you know, money for what they are. Or yeah, something. I mean, yeah, you want to, I mean, I think honestly, 34 is probably on the high end of, of their yeah. spending money. Um, I think we're just doing ourselves a little bit of a favor and, and letting us spend a little more because yeah, you have yeah. to sign your draft class. You have to have a fair amount of, of draft capital left over um, going into the season in case of injury, um, all sorts of little stuff. You know, maybe you're, you want to extend a guy and maybe extension yeah. will cost you money. Maybe it'll save you money. You just want, a piggy bank. So we're giving uh, the Lions an extra piggy bank of about ten million um, yeah. outside of yeah. free agents. So we've got thirty-four million otherwise for the budget. Here's phase one of the game. I have asked Hamza and Jeremy to divide up that budget into positions they want to invest into. This isn't going to be perfect because obviously there's going to be a lot of depth players who are probably going to be out in free agency, and we're not worried right now about like you know the guys who are going to cost like only a million or uh, you know. Uh, eight hundred thousand or whatever. Like I, I, we're we're looking, we're spending. We're this is this is the big spender money. This is this is the these are the big leads. These are the primo leads. The Glen Gary Glen Ross budget. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Let's just get to phase one. Phase one. You'll see people will see the game soon enough. But I want to at least hear the opening bids. Thirty four million. I want to see how Jeremy and Hamza have divided that. Hamza, we're going to go to you first. How have you divided? Your thirty-four million that you want the Lions All to right. by position. Well, right now, I'm sitting at about fourteen million for an edge rusher slash defensive end slash linebacker who rushes the passer. Uh, running, sitting at about seven mil for a second cornerback, um, and that's really I think I think seven million is a lot for a cornerback too. But I think also Bob Quinn does a really good job of structuring contracts so that they're incentive laden and very front loaded. So if mm-hmm. it, it could be a guy who's like showing potential and you sign him as a cornerback too, give him maybe a little more money than he deserves. And if it doesn't pan out, usually Bob Quinn does a good job of having those contracts in a way that um, the Lions can get out right, of them right. relatively spot free. Um, that leaves me 13 million. I'd say I want to say maybe three to four million for a receiver slash tight end. Probably I'd say, yeah, three to four million for each of those. And then that leaves three to four million for, I mean, interior offensive linemen. And I really just don't feel comfortable with the market, but it's uh, yeah. I I mean, there are so many glaring needs and only so much money to fill them. And okay. Well, I'm let's sure let's make I'm a lot more comfortable with the draft than I am. Free right. Agency. Let's 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 just make this. Let's just make it quick because this is again phase one. So I've got fourteen mil for edge, seven mil for a cornerback, three mil for a wide receiver, three mil for a tight end, three mil for an interior offensive line. Is that right? Yep. Okay. It sounds all right. All right. Now let's get Jeremy's down. I'm I'm taking notes here. I'm actually taking notes. <laughs> I'm impressed already. Um. All right. Work. Let's start with edge. Uh. I have twelve million at edge. Um, there was a report out there that Trey Flowers is looking for fourteen to seventeen million a year. Um, that's probably a little too expensive for me. Don't, so don't ma- give away part two. Hey, I, well, it's kind of a surprise to me too. So, <laughs> um, so I, I probably wouldn't go that high on on edge, but it definitely we're talking about a significant investment on the edge. And and like Hamza said, it can be a defensive yeah. end. It can be a linebacker, whatever. Sa- sa- save your, we'll, we'll save your, your ideas for phase two. Let's just get the, okay. I just want to get the numbers out of the way. All right. I'm going to kind of cheat for my next one. And I'm just going to say defensive back, whether it's a CB two or a safety, I'm, I'm allocating okay. another can, 12 you million. That. You can do that. Okay. That's another 12 yeah. million. So okay. if you want to go after a, mil DB. Yep. a big safety or a big CB two, Right, you spent 34, you you've got it. another 10 million here. I got another 10 million. Um, so let's spend, um, let's say 4 million of that on a tight end. Again, market, okay. 
not that good, but maybe that'll afford you two, and two is better than one. Um, and then we'll go three million on an interior offensive lineman. Again, market not that good. I'm not going to go after Roger Saffold. Okay. Um, and then everything else left over backups. So that's what an additional three million, I think. Yeah, three million for whatever you want to do. Go for a for wide whatever. receiver or okay. something. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put you down for wide receiver or sure. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the next set. So I've got your positions here. I mean, obviously it's a little fluid because Jeremy said DB, whereas Hamza made it very specifically to CB2. Um, but more or less, you guys have pretty much the same position. So what I'm going to do for this next one is kind of a bit of, okay, here's the thing. My memory of Price is Right is crap. <laughs> Absolute crap. I barely remember that game at all. Um, but we're going to basically, I'm going to give you names and to that value that you have set out, you're going to tell me whether or not this guy is worth the money that uh, I mean is that the guy is either going to go above that value that you would pay or below that value. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Sure. Yeah. I don't believe you. Well, we're, we're about to find out. We're about to, we're going into uncharted territories. All right. <laughs> we might as well just start. So I'm just going to give you the name right off the bat. Let's go. Let's take a swing for the fences. Let's go with Dante Fowler Jr. When we're talking about edge, Jeremy, you have 14 million at edge. Hamza, you, ha- I mean, Jeremy, you got 12 million at edge. Excuse me. Hamza, you've got 14 million. Is Don- we'll start with Jeremy here. Dante Fowler, more or less than 12 million. Less, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't think Dante Fowler is necessarily a great fit in Detroit. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You say both of you are saying less, so less than fourteen, less than twelve. Yeah, he's he's just not my favorite prospect. In in the, I know, I know, you, you beggars can't be choosers in this free agent market for edge defenders. And I mean, you just look at his numbers; they're not that great. He's already bounced around from the Jaguars to the Rams. He had an eight sack season back in twenty seventeen, but. Outside of that, he's had eight other sacks the, the other two years combined. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pass on Dante Fowler, especially at $12 million. All right. Well, this is not a defensive end, but it still counts as an edge rush, especially since the Lions now kind of rely on outside linebackers. And we have news today about, want to grind that rumor mill a little bit. Anthony Barr, formerly of the Vikings, outside linebacker, might w- work in an ed- for an edge rush for probably in a 3-4 scheme. More or less than twelve or fourteen million. Uh, I'll start on this one. I'm going to say less, but I think we're pushing Jeremy's territory. I'd peg him at like eleven to thirteen million, somewhere in there, probably closer to Ooh. eleven. But uh, I think he's under fourteen. All right, Jeremy. He's Hamza's challenging you here to be the first one to go over. You oh. have twelve million. That seems it still seems a little pricey for me, but he is coming off a year where the the Vikings did pay twelve twelve and a half or yeah twelve point three million yeah twelve point three was his cap number yeah Oof, man I well here's the thing if we're talking about an average per salary average per year salary yes no this is all average per year let's let's just put yeah. it this way this is this is like average per year or if it's only going to be a one year what you're going to spend in 2019 here's the thing I would sign him to like. Like a three-year, thirty-three million dollar deal, and I know that's just yep. under my my twelve, but I I don't want him to have a twelve million dollar cap hit in twenty nineteen. I don't think the Lions can necessarily afford that with as many needs as they have. But yeah, they can bump right up to that twelve million per year average. So I, I'm good. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Okay. Okay. I'm one hundred percent on board with Jeremy here. I think two to three years. You know, uh, 25 to 35 million is what you're looking at. I'm looking for some more edges. Do you guys have any other names that you might be interested for me to say for edge? Do, uh, do we want to say Trey Flowers? Do we want have, to have I not there? gotten a tree? I haven't got. Yeah, let's let's just let's just dive in the deep end. I've got a couple other names along with it, too. Let, but Trey Flowers is the interesting one. Let's go for it. The fan favorite Trey Flowers. I mean, I'd obviously spend more than 12 million, <laughs> whether whether I'd be willing to do 14. 15, 16, maybe, probably still. I mean, he's All just, right. it's, Balls it's in. just such a perfect fit. The question is like, how high is the bidding we're going to get? But 14 yeah. million, I would, I would push. Okay. Hamza, it's in yeah. your court. I think 
I'm putting my cap at 15 to 16 million. Like I think So you're you're spending more than your 14. Like, you're spending more than your 14. Okay. I think he's worth 14. I think I would make the initial offer of 14 and with competition from other teams I would go as high as 15, maybe 16 million, but I really think in the open market he will command closer to 18, maybe even 19 mil a year and I'm just not comfortable paying that. I think especially number eight or even on a like second or third round pick. I mean, you can get an edge that, I mean, really you look at him, he's going to bring a lot to the team, but in terms of value for how much you're paying him, that's just, it, to me, it's just not worth it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to defensive backs and we'll start. Um, I know Jer- I know Hamza, you said CB two. So maybe I'll just use this one just for Jeremy. Landon Collins. Uh, well, I'm not going to spend 12 million on Landon Collins. That's kind of a, a ridiculous number for him, but I think, I think spot Trek has his value at about 8.1 million per year or so. We're and quiet, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I would spend more than that for Landon Collins. To be honest, I'd probably spend upwards of 10 million to him. So if, okay. if my budget of defensive backs, uh, of 12 million gets spent 10 million to, uh, to Landon Collins and 2 million to, a borderline CB2, then yeah, I'm in. Would you agree with that, Hans? I know you've only set aside 7 million for a CB2. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I'd say give the whole 7 million and even, I mean, you can draft a wide receiver or something. I'd take 3 or 4 million from another position and throw it at Landon Collins. I'd say I'd cap my number at how much I'm paying him, right around 10, maybe 10 and a half million. But okay. to me, it was just, I mean, when allocating the money, I really wanted to address the needs, but I 100% would love to see. Um, the Lions go for a three safety look and slide Quandre Diggs into the um, nickel slash hang safety role. And I don't know, I'd be down for it. Save that. I mean, give that money to uh, to Landon Collins and then draft a corner second, third round, and I'm all on board. And just okay, just yeah. to correct myself really quick, uh, Spotrac has his annual salary average on the market is eight point six million, not seven, which is a but, steal. Yeah, I would still do it. Well, speaking of spot track, I'm starting to dive in. I'm trying to get some values for, uh, okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good here on cornerbacks. I want to do some more cornerbacks here. Um, Hamza, we'll start again on you then, uh, since you really wanted that CB2. We're, again, assuming Nevin Lawson's gone or something. Uh, let me throw out the name Ronald Darby. Mm, I think he's under. I, I feel under like he's seven million. I'd say yeah. I think he he's close. I'd put him at like six six and a half, but I don't think he's I don't think he's worth seven million. I think he will get more than seven million, but I wouldn't spend seven or more on him. I'm pretty sure he was earning almost close to like eleven million in Philadelphia. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, no, I, mean no, I mean, that's no, it's not that, that's that's his, yeah. Spot tracks Spot tracks average value for it right now is like ten point eight. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's yeah. I think he'll command more than the seven million, but I'm. I would definitely cap it off at seven million. What I would pay him if I were the Lions. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, what's your take on Ronald Darby? Uh, you have twelve million set aside for DBs. So yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not in love with any of these CBs. Honestly, like I'm fine with just getting a guy at Nevin Lawson's level, just as a contingency plan, as I was talking okay. about before, and spending you know maybe three to four million on on. I'm, I don't even have a name out there, but one of kind of the lower end second tier free agents. And then, I mean, I, like I said, I'm just not a fan of a lot of these guys. So I hate going into the draft absolutely needing to pick a, a, a player, but I think the, the depth in this cornerback draft is good enough where um, I'm, I'm not in the camp where they should be spending a lot on a CB2 in free agency. Okay. Well, let me give you two names real quick. Um, at least for Ham, I mean, let, let's use Hamza's seven million because again, Jeremy, I think you've set aside that twelve million for like all DBs. Mm-hmm. So over under, then I'm just going to give you two names. Just give me one word answers. Kevin Johnson, Hamza, under. Jeremy, under. Bryce Callahan, under. Under. He's more of a slot guy, and the Lions don't really need that at the moment. Okay. Okay. Can Great. I just real quick throw a name out there? The okay. one guy I may consider paying a little bit over is Pierre Desir. Pierre Desir, okay. Not, I thought you were going to say a lot of people seem to like Kareem Jackson, and I, I'm, I, I'm a little bit 
tempted by Kareem Jackson, but at the same time, not enough. All right, I'm crinkling the paper here and kind of getting a little sweaty because neither of y'all have spent that much on tight ends. So I'm already cutting out like half of the tight end class we have here. I'm doubt none of y'all are going to be bidding on Jared Cook when you've got three million, four million to work with here. Um, say, I mean, yeah. In an ideal I, world, quick, um, I don't know yeah. if anybody's seen the uh, the clip from the Raiders Chiefs game. I believe it was like week fourteen, fifteen, maybe last couple weeks of the season, and he just absolutely gave up on the play, turned into a pick six. It's just, I mean, as talented as he is, if a guy's not going to give effort and he doesn't want to play, I'm not going to pay him money. Fair enough. Um, let's see. Yep, for tight end, real quick, I'm a hundred percent aboard the trade for Jack Doyle bandwagon, which I don't even know mm. if. It, feasible i don't know if the colts have any sort of reason to actually get rid of him but um he's on the last year of his contract he does have a 5.3 million cap hit but um i would take that i would take that for sure and and like i said i have no idea if the colts would actually be interested but everyone's got a price and i i might even consider a third rounder for jack even though he's on the last can i get you can i get you someone who's at least close to your value depending on like again no looking at spot track to cheat on this one uh dwayne allen I'd cap no, mine at about guys, three million. He, he signed already. Wait, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> yep. Um, he's gone. He okay. signed with uh, the, I can't even remember. That's literally the only Offense. other one that has like good value that I can go to. Well, like, yeah. Tight end thought, is so swing and miss sometimes. Well, so, speaking for, of swing and miss, price. they swung and miss on Dwayne Allen, just like they swung and miss in all of 2018 free agency. Hey, oh. <laughs> or did they just step up the. Well, I mean, Dwayne Allen met with the Lions last week and, and he signed with the Dolphins. So I don't know. I mean, considering he was a former Patriot, he's a blocking tight end. It seemed to me that like, it, it made a lot of sense for the Lions to go after that guy. And whether they made an offer or not, we'll see. All right. I've got nothing interesting then to say about uh, wide <laughs> receiver. Again, you've kind of bid me down so low that spot track's not even like, nah, it's not even worth giving you some values here. Um, I could probably find you some That's names. Though. Let me see. Actually, you know what? Let me. Here we go. I've got some. I've got some wide receiver oh, okay. names, actually. Yeah, I've got some wide receiver names. Uh, let's hit you up with a few of them to try to go with your wide receivers. You each spent, I think, about three million. Is that right? Yeah. Um, would anyone like a veteran Cole Beasley? I'd be down. Is, I feel like so over over your three million. I would. Yeah, yeah. He'd definitely be over. Um, I mean, but I think he hasn't signed with a team. Yeah, I think he's going to be pretty selective about where he goes next, just reading some of the stuff he said mm-hmm. after the Cowboys released him. And I think if the Lions can't get a slot guy in the draft or don't, um, maybe even if they do and it's just in the later rounds, then I'd be down with signing Cole Beasley for a little over that much, maybe like push it to four or five um, million a year. Yeah, I don't think I'd move over four million, but he, he makes some logistical sense as a, as a slot. And that's that's obviously what the Lions are looking for at this point. What about uh, Cody Latimer, formerly of the of the Giants? Ooh, you're digging, you're digging deeper at this point. <laughs> well, you're not giving he, me much to work with here. I'm trying to find something that's like near your ballpark price range. Oh, sorry, go on, Hamza. Yep. I think he definitely goes less than four million. I think it'd be interesting for the Lions to sign him. I'd be down for wide receiver four, but not wide receiver three. I don't think he fills that need. Okay, uh, Kevin White. No, 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 no. Can't say healthy. Big no. Uh, Adam Humphreys? No. I'm not a fan. I think he's more of a deep threat than than underneath. And it's it's I think he'll get paid too more than four million, and I don't want the Lions to spend that on him. Yeah. Say I'm in the same boat there. Uh Martavis Bryant. Too many character issues. I wouldn't sign him. I think some team will give him the money, but I wouldn't. So when you say not sign him, it means you're going, like, if, if I gave it, said he wants to sign with you, you're still saying under what you're bidding to that. Okay. How much do you guys yeah, think I Danny would... Amendola is going to get? Too much. <laughs> Too much, yeah. His name still carries weight. That's the problem. Yeah. It's a weird, what a weird career he's had. What a wonderful and weird and wacky career. His average, uh, I'm trying to see up. So, I mean, his average salary with the Dolphins was $6 million, and right. they 
like opted out of that twenty that twenty nineteen thing was just not going to work for them. So I think we're at, at the end of the game. I don't think I got to guard, but I'm not even sure how to even give you guards to even look at here. Yeah, I mean, Rod, Rod the Sheffield was really only. I mean, I, I guess not the only option, but the only one where you can be like, okay, I guess we're set at guard. Can I? Let's see. So I've got three million for both of you on guard. Maybe eight. Can I give you AJ Can over under on AJ Can at three million? I'm not gonna lie. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh man, he's he's kind of a guy that's been all over the place and hasn't really lived up to his third round billing. Um, the the, the problem with AJ McCann or AJ Can is that <laughs> his uh. His run blocking is not good, and I really think this is a team that values their run blockers. So I, so I would say me is that we'd be paying for another Kenny Wiggins. Essentially, yeah. I mean, but I like I, I don't know what else you can expect out of free agency unless you really want to allocate. You know, we're talking nine, ten million instead of three and four. Uh, yes. I don't think either of you want to talk on DJ Fluger or Quentin Spain at all. Nope, <laughs> I don't like either one. Okay. So guard was a mistake, but I think this game has been uh, a proven success. I'm just going <laughs> the, to declare that right now. The funny thing is we didn't even mention running back, which I think a lot of people would argue. Oh, did is I not get their running back? Well, neither of us had a, had them running any money allocated oh, to yeah, a running right. back. Like now that <laughs> I'm looking at it now, yeah. If there was anyone on the market I would be interested in, it would be Carlos Hyde, and he signed with the Chiefs already. I think right. I'm really high on the middle to late rounds of running back in this year, and re, uh, Alex Reno's been and hyping up Devine, um Nevada for the longest time, and I would love to see the Lions get him as early as maybe even like round four, maybe round three. I don't know. Jay Ajayi makes me at his particular value makes me kind of look a little bit that way because I, I but like I like Ajayi though, so I'm weird. Zach Zenner RB two baby. Don't all right, put, Jeremy. You know what? <laughs> don't even put that juju on me. I'm I'm. Honestly, not kidding at this point. I You're hate spending a lot on running backs. I hate spending a lot on running backs in the draft. I hate spending a lot of running backs in free agency. Go the, the nice, you know, conservative route in terms of money because running backs are short-lived. Go get Jay yourself Jay Ajayi would only... Average value for Zach Zender on spot track right now, 2.9 million. Jay Ajayi, 3.6. I will take that seven yeah. 700,000 upgrade on Ajayi. Zach Zender, three years, nine million. Do it. TJ Yeldon's on the market too. No one's interested oh, in TJ Yeldon. Like, yeah, I would. Oh, give that man the money. Give that. <laughs> Given Please him, you. Yeah. Okay. You'd spend more than let's let's just say three million. Spend more than three million. Absolutely, in a heartbeat. Spend more than four million. Yes. Wow. I I would put it. I would push four and a half probably. Okay. Okay. Spot track has him listed as three point eight. So I like I like your style. Bit out. You know, go high if you want to seal the deal. And hey, I mean, it, you might as well get a shifty guy if you're not going to have a guard to block for him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, I like this game. We'll have to remember to play it next year if I remember. Um, but no, I. How, how'd you guys feel? Is this good? Let, let I don't like know. being a general manager. I'm, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to be the armchair general manager until I tell him you just can't say straight up, give that man the money or, oh, I wouldn't spend the money. Suddenly it's a budget. Suddenly it's average values. I like this. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the mailbag. Your questions coming up next on the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Mail time. Hashtag ask POD. As always, get your questions in. Hashtag is ask POD. That's where you send them. We will read them if they interest us. Uh, a lot of things do interest us. It's just that I think the problem is for mailbag. Sometimes we always stumble onto like everyone asks great questions. And I think the thing is like we're a little psychic and we are always trying to answer some of the questions that i mean we inadvertently answer a lot of the questions that our listeners want us to read about like the one to ask us i should say uh especially when it comes to free agency this is the time of year we're talking about it it's what it is we got a lot of people asking about lawson as an example but 
I think we always like to go on the funny side too. We have some free agency questions, but I have to start in a question where I actually, Jeremy said during the break, he's got a take on this question. And I am really worried now about what's about to happen here. Detroit fan TVC, serious question, Flint style or Detroit style Coney dog chili? All right, Detroit. Um, oh, you might God. want to sit down here. Uh, I have I have something to talk to you about. Don't say anything about the pizza. Just leave it at hot dogs, man. You guys but, need to emancipate yourself from the Coney dog. You need to find a new identity for food because the Coney dog is not good. It doesn't look attractive. It doesn't taste that good. It's a hot dog based food. You do not want to be a city that that has this weird obsession with a hot dog it's not good la tried to do it with the bacon wrapped hot dog oh I you step off them. right now it's you step horrible. off right now no it's not it is delicious i i no. went out to one of the coliseum they gave me half of a roasted jalapeno on top of it stop it that was good well i mean that at least that's better than just chili, <laughs> chili slop yeah. on top it's of not a even hot chili dog. it's like some sort of like beef heart meat or something the thing too is like there's other coney dogs out there like i found out cincinnati has a coney dog like, yeah but they like put like sugar no, in there is, no no i know it's 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 cincinnati but i'm just saying i think to your point this is kind of the associations we're having thing but things have gotten out of control because this week i saw a coney dog made out of a punchki and i wanted to punchki my computer in the yeah, face please don't please don't do that to my holidays I'm, I'm i'm please please don't do that to my holy day of fat tuesday please not only i mean don't disrespect the coney dog is gross enough that now you're trying to spoil good foods with the coney dog let's <laughs> we need to come up with something better we can do this we're we're michigan we can't we come up with something uh, like cherry based or something we, we got we got cherries here Hell, even like I would rather make the hot and ready, the, the Little Caesars hot and ready be this state's food over the chili dog. Fight me. I don't know where to go with this. Uh, Hamza, Hamza's. And you guys wisely. tried to ruin the hot and ready too with your chili pizza. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put Jeremy on the sidelines for a second. Jeremy, take a breather. Um, I'm all for making the Little Caesar hot and ready. The state food um now my only condition is we take little caesar's arena and rename it mike illich arena and take little caesar's arena off of it but yeah big just uh, be the pizza palace oh that, that sounds good i would be down for pizza palace <sighs> i don't even know what to do with you people right now anyway uh, we have some names we haven't even touched on here, and I'm trying to find where it went. Give me half a second. I am a good, I am a good um, producer. I swear. Uh, I'm looking for where did this go? Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm sorry about that. At Dumas Mike from Twitter asking us, do you think Lions should take a shot at C.J. Mosley and maybe add a one-year contract for Cameron Wake or Terrell Suggs? I usually don't take these questions because I don't like these hypotheticals, but this is free agency. And we didn't, we talked about Suggs. I think it was a resounding no there, but we didn't talk about Mosley and wake. And uh, I think there's a good reason we talked, didn't talk about Cameron wake because he remembers the paleolithic era. But uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll take opinions on wake and, and Mosley. Uh, I'd be down for Mosley. I don't see any reason why he should only be given a one-year contract and not more. And I feel like he's looking for a contract where he can get paid. But hey, I mean, if he wants to come here on one year, I'm no, I think, not I think the one year was. I think the one year was for Wake. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I would not take Wake, even if he's he was really good last year. I mean, his age just concerns me. At that age, you really never know when. He's just going to wake up and drop off. And so I'm not comfortable paying that man anything. Please don't, please don't make those type of puns ever again. What? I didn't make a pun. What was the pun? To wake up one day. Oh, oh, okay. That was on accident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew it was. You didn't even, you bowled right through it. If it had been serious, I, I would have known. <laughs> yeah. I felt like pulling you. Yeah, All so right. I'd say the only one I'm comfortable giving money to is um, CJ Mosley. I'd be down to sign, sign him. Um, probably in the same range as we talked about Anthony Barr, even though he's an off-ball linebacker. 
I think it's worth noting too. I think off-ball linebacker is a very underrated need for this team right now. Um, so I would be very okay with that. Audible yeah. dog asking us, "Can I have a cookie?" Yes. Yeah, but don't put friggin' chili on it. Dang, you're, you're, you're really quiet. Jeremy's kind of moved away and is starting to like just glower about chili. Jeremy says yes, but don't put no chili. chili. No chili on. Why would you put chili on a cookie? I don't know, because Michigan's weird. No, that's like a Cincinnati thing. Uh, okay. What else do we have here? <sighs> Some of y'all need to learn what a question is. Uh, let's see here. Open-ended question from DP Victory. The Lions win the division if they do what? Win ball Man. games? I mean... Is that is that too much of a hot take? That's not a hot take. <laughs> they they I mean they have to be perfect in in the off season. They have to hit on an edge rusher, whether it's in free agency or the draft. They have to get a CB two that's worth the damn. They have I mean basically they have to get good starting contributions up out of probably their top three draft picks. And uh, they need to at least one big splash signing in free agency. I don't think the division is as competitive as we think it'll be. I think the Bears will face a significant drop-off. And I also think the Bears are built around unsustainable contracts and a lack of draft capital. And so I think the Bears have about two, maybe three years, and they're going to face a significant drop-off again. Who knows whether Matt Nagy will survive that. But I'm not terrified of the Bears beyond like this year, maybe. But this year, it'll be competitive. I think the Vikings are in some trouble. Uh, they need their offensive coordinator back. I think Pat Shermer is much better suited as offensive coordinator as the Viking, of the Vikings um, than he is as head coach, um, especially the Giants, which are a train wreck, and he's not built for that kind of market. And Packers are the Packers. I'm afraid of Ted Thompson. Ted Thompson's a smart man. He gets lots of draft capital and drafts for need, and I think that's a smart thing to do. Um, but I'm not very afraid of Aaron Rodgers. He's going to fall off a cliff sooner rather than later. And mm, um, I think it, it might take Matt LaFleur some time to find his wheels. And with Aaron Rodgers at the helm and at that age, I don't know if Ted Thompson is going to afford him that time. All right. Let's get the next questions out here. Uh, let's see. Let's take this one from Brett Kuznow. Um <laughs> Kind of trolling a bit. If Stafford's 2019 stats match 2018, what round do we draft a quarterback next year? Uh, we draft a quarterback named Easton Stick in the fifth round of this year after we trade back and acquire an extra fifth round pick. If it's a fourth round pick, I'm down for that. Easton competes with Stafford, brings the heat. Stafford get, lets it get to his head. He is traded next year. We get Von Miller, Eastern, Easton Stick, and Von Miller lead us to the Super Bowl, and we all ride off into the sunset with Martha Ford in the back of our F-150. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That was the Coney Island of TED Talks, the Coney dog. <laughs> I, haven't of, even of smoked, I haven't even smoked today. What are, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know where to go after that. Like, just, oh, man, my head is swimming now. And I just saw a pretty, okay. Let's take this one from Mike Holman while I try to get our, our grounding set up again. Uh, who was the worst Batman, Clooney or Kilmer? I mean, I don't think there's a question here. Val Kilmer, that was uh, Batman and Robin with the bat nipples. Oh, God. Or wait, was that Clooney? I get Batman Forever and Batman and Robin mixed up a lot. Help me out here, Jeremy. You're Batman. I, I don't. I'm not. A twi- okay, I'm Batman. Okay, Batman I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I apologize. To, I, I do. I apologize to Val Kilmer. He was in Batman Forever. George Clooney had the bat nipples in Batman and Robin. So Clooney by default. Although I will say this, I know it's new and shiny, but. I man, uh, man. Sorry, just one second. I'm. I wasn't a fan of of of. Uh, why is my mind going blank? 
I was not a fan of Ben Affleck as Batman in Justice League and Batman versus Superman. It was better than uh, George Clooney. <laughs> I couldn't take that. I, I, I think I, I'm going to say like, yeah, I maybe right now, but I think history will dictate like that. Maybe those can't be films with Clooney and Val Kilmer might be better than this like super serious crap that we're getting out there right now. And I, I don't know, Affleck, I, I'd put Affleck in this conversation. I don't know if he'd win, but I'd say Affleck needs to go in the conversation. Any thoughts, Jeremy? Or are you nope. still on the chili? I don't care about Batman. Let's, Why not? Because he's not that cool. He's a rich dude. Cool. Yeah, that's true. Something weird about it. All right. Gary Goldstein asking us at GaryBerry95. Would you prefer a new back that can run between the tackles or someone that's a speedster? Damien Harris. <laughs> Honestly, okay. like I, I don't have a, a big preference. I, I'm one of the few that thinks the line should hold on to Theo Riddick and Carrion Johnson is kind of more of an all-purpose back than I think some people give him credit for. I mean, all you have to do is go back to his first NFL touchdown where he plowed through that Cowboys defender. And like his, his power run is, is, is the, yeah, I, I mean, he can be the short yardage third down back if the lines need him to be. So that kind of gives the lines the option to really go anywhere they want with yeah. any style of running back. I'm really with Jeremy on this. And I think you make a good point. And I think that leans me now that you bring that up, that he can be a third down back. That leans me even more towards saying we should get a speed back because um, carry on Johnson is speedy, but he doesn't have, you know, long speed that, you know, four, 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 three speed. He ran what, like a four, six. And it showed in that, um, the one run against Miami early in the Miami game, broke it off for like 70 yards, but he couldn't finish it cause he got cut off. And that's, uh, I mean, it's just like, I really wish we had someone like that. It's been a while since we had someone like that, like job at best who could get that space and then finish the run. And so I'd really like to see that. Dovetailing nicely with Jeremy's point about Riddick, I've got a question here from Dave at DMiz25. Does Riddick still have a role in this offense based on Bevel's time in Seattle? It's, it's a good question, and, and one I'm not completely sold on, even though I, I do think they should keep him around. But the one thing that he has in spades that no one else on the roster has, even if they bring back Zach Zenner, who's maybe a little bit better at it than on Johnson, it's, it's defending the pass. It's, it's pass blocking. Um, I, I think. Riddick, he's kind of at a high cap number, but not high enough where I think it's it's worth getting rid of a guy like that. So to me, I I think he can still be your occasional third. I mean, listen, I, I know I just said Karrion Johnson can be a third down back. You're, you're, you know, on third and short situations, but you don't want him in there every third down. You heard Bob Quinn talk about it before. They're not going to have a bell cow back in this offense. It's not going to be Karrion Johnson. They need someone to split it up. and. I think Theoretic is is a good option for that. And we even saw him succeed at running the ball a little bit towards the end of last season. So if the Lions can kind of get back to that sort of run blocking scheme and that sort of success, and they did it even without TJ Lang, um, I I think maybe we underrate a little bit how how Theoretic can run the ball. I'm, I'm not saying he's great at it, but capable. Okay. I think that's about it for um, I've got some other questions here, but I think at, we're at about 15 minutes for this thing and we've gone long in the other segment. So I think I'm going to wrap, wrap this. I can speak. I can speak. Wrap it I up. Can, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah, exactly. Wrap Goodbye, everyone. Wrap a hot dog with bacon. Don't tempt me. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you star side. Freezy! I love you. Thank you for listening to the Pride Detroit POD cast. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. Our main theme was produced by Brian Shepard. You can find him on Twitter and on SoundCloud at I am Brian Shepard. I A M B R I A N S H E P A R D. Thanks a lot to him. Check out his stuff. He's been great. He gave us Victory Monday. So go check him out. That's I am Brian Shepard. And thank you for everyone who keeps listening and makes us one of the greatest Lions podcasts possible. Y'all are awesome. See you star side.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.